0: Welcome to the Make More, Keep More show, an irreverent, but never irrelevant show dedicated to all things money. Hosted by Ron Carruthers and Dominic Cummins, two guys with 50 years of combined experience in sales and finance and a lifetime of talking nonsense.
1: Welcome, everyone. This is the Make More, Keep More podcast. We talk about all things related to your money, protecting it, growing it, thinking outside the box with it. And uh, I'm your host, Ron Carothers. Dominic Cummins is my co-host of Real Biz Advisors. And then today on our show, we've got Mark Wilburn of... Mark, I only know you, I don't know your company, but hold on, you can tell us that in a second, okay? Um, Anyway, Mark's a buddy of mine we met and Mark's into outside the box investing and trading strategies. Kind of more of an active management and teaching people how to do this for themselves. Mark's also involved in launching a hedge fund right now, I believe. And so uh whatever company or companies he does it for, no idea about that. But Mark's a stand-up dude, so we like him, so we thought we'd uh, bring him in today. So welcome, Mark. What's up, man? It's great to be with you guys. Yeah, man, we're glad to have you. So uh Dominic's my co-host. Dominic, that's Mark. Mark Dominic. Pleasure to meet and, you. And... Uh, For those of you guys who don't know Dominic and I's relationship, we go back 30-plus years. And Dominic is the longest friend that I keep in touch with. And Dominic has sold hundreds of millions of dollars worth of stuff for major companies spoken on the stage. And um, you guys know I do tax stuff and planning stuff. But today, we're all about Mark and whoever Mark works for. So, Mark... (laughs)
2: Who, who do you work yeah,
0: I'm for? dying to know now, Mark. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: right? <laughs> the suspense is
2: great. Yes. Um, no, we own our own company. And so we have a stock education company called Neos Capital Development Group. And we are opening a brand new hedge fund called Appearin Financial. And so we are in the uh, fundraising portion of that. And we are starting to trade client money on January 2nd. So we are thrilled for that opportunity as well.
1: Nice one month from today. Huh? Awesome.
2: One month from today, baby.
1: Right on. So tell us a little bit, first of all. We'll get to the hedge fund stuff in a moment, but tell us a little bit about your stock
2: training company. Like, what do you guys actually do? So our goal is to help people get really consistently profitable. Sorry if my phone's moving around. This is my first Insta Live. Um, but our goal is to educate people to read the markets. Know how to talk to your financial advisors and hopefully make better returns than you're currently getting in your other investments, which this year's not been that difficult to do uh, for the average bear. But the goal is to help people get a mindset and a skill set that they can really utilize for retirement vehicles, cash flow income, whatever their need is. And do it with a way that they have confidence to engage the markets. Because there's a lot of stigma around it that the markets are, you know, I need to have a degree. I have to have studied it. I have to do this. Um, So what we do is really demystify that for people.
1: Okay. So you're not telling guys to go put money into Vanguard ETFs. You're showing them how to actively trade. And are they trading stocks? Are they trading options are they buying and holding
2: like what are they what are you where are you steering them no great question so depending on your risk and what you're comfortable with as an individual you can do any or all right so you could buy shares you can buy options you can do spread strategies so we teach all of that i'm more of an option guy i'm more of a stock and spread strategy guy um we don't really teach a ton of buy and hold. I'm not a huge believer in your traditional buy and hold forever. I think you should always have a pulse on your money and what that potential company is doing. Because you look at companies, um, Coinbase, for example. Everyone gets really hyped about Coinbase, Robinhood, some of these new brokers that are coming out, and yet they're down 80, 90 percent right now. And so if, if you're a buy and hold person, understanding your risk as far as, if this drops 70% and I want to hold it to get back to even, this has to rally like 300% for me to do that. Right. Right. So we typically teach people that if you want to invest, that's great. Here's how to read a chart for what you're trying to accomplish. But we focus mainly on swing trading, which is a uh, like positional trading. You're in and out every few weeks, just because most of our clients do have jobs. You know, they have a nine to five that they're showing up at. They can't be in front of a computer to day trade all day.
1: It's, it's really has anyone,
2: has anyone ever done that
1: successfully where
2: they're sat in front of a computer all day, and
1: day traded and actually enjoyed it? To me, it sounds miserable. I'm just I, like.
2: I do it, but I'm done day trading typically by lunch. And okay. so for, for me, like before I got on here with you guys, I actually had a, a previous call, but um I mean, I was in a trade earlier to make about $700, lasted about 20 minutes. I knew I had this, uh, a call with another client, call with you guys, something else after lunch. My kids come home from school. It's Friday. I'm done, man. I'm good. Right. And so, teaching people that if you sit in front of your computer, you're probably going to make worse decisions as time goes. So, it's best to make your money bounce. Go do something fun. Get your head out of it. Build your other business. Do whatever. Um, and then at the same time, studies have shown the more you sit in front of a computer, the worse your decision making becomes.
1: Kind of like Vegas,
2: right? The longer you sit at the table, you're gonna the more you're gonna lose. That's just math. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, we do have successful day traders. Uh, we've got I've actually got three brand new text messages this week of people who are making money day trading this week. So it's, you know, it's fun. It's, it's powerful. It's empowering. It's from a business owner standpoint, that's what we want to do is help people. So.
1: Okay. So let's back up a little bit. First off, how'd you get started in this in the first place, Mark?
2: I I fell into this, man. It was dumb luck that I got into stock trading. Um, Okay. So I was dating a girl. I was living in Florida, dating a girl in Texas. Is this the mother of your kids or are we going to have to edit this out so you don't get in trouble with your <laughs> wife? No, this is great. She knows the story. She knows. Well, let me phrase that. She knows my version of the story.
1: <laughs> all right, man. You,
2: you can have her on to tell the real version later. Um, right. <laughs> is she around? Can we get her on? <laughs> um. And so I was dating her and I was in windows and doors at the time. I was in construction. I was a trim carpenter by trade. Put myself okay. through college. Uh, had a marketing degree and all this stuff. I just never really used it. And the financial crisis hit in 08 and Florida got hit real hard. And so I joined a couple of different, uh, like an MLM business, trying to grow that started looking at other places that I could use the construction skills. Um, and I was dating this girl in Texas and I wanted to marry this girl, but I'll be honest, Ron, I was in what I call the asshole phase of manhood (laughs) where you have no relationship skills. You're a jerk to women right unfortunately a lot of guys get stuck there but uh, yeah i was like
1: great you you you, people are supposed to come out of that (laughs) what is it what is this crap he's talking on our show stop making us
2: look bad mark Jeez. Um, anyway I, i didn't know how to treat a girl man i didn't have i didn't have a ton of skill sets where it's you know as relationships are concerned and i wanted to marry this girl i had no idea what to do uh and she just wasn't putting up with my crap and so she broke up with me, but I'd already bought a plane ticket to propose to her. I had a ring and a plane ticket. Um, a buddy of mine invited me to a seminar in the exact, like three months later, the exact same city for the exact same weekend as my plane ticket. So I kind of took that as a sign from God, to go check it out. And so I did and sat in stock trading seminar. It made tons of sense. I grew an account from 10000 to $50,000 in about a year. Nice. And started living off this, and I was like, "This is, dude, this is easy." And I found out later it wasn't. Uh, right, I lost yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> well. uh, I lost money, made money, lost money, and then finally started getting consistent. Um, and that's where my system came in. But that's how I stumbled into it, man. It was a total—you know—if you believe in divine setups, it was a total divine setup for me. Right on, man. How long you been? How long have you been doing this now? So I've been trading since 2009.
1: I've been okay. trading since and, and then when did you start actually training and and educating other people?
2: So the company that taught me, when they found out what I did, asked me to come be a, like an introductory class speaker for them. Uh, okay. Which, I mean, it was about a year later, so a year and a half later. And I told them straight up, I was like, guys, I'm, I don't really know that much. Like I'm just doing what you taught me to do. And they're like, that's all we want you to do. Just teach them what we taught you. And so I started doing that. And um, I realized in that particular organization, there was a lot of pieces lacking as far as like, okay. risk management, trade analysis, understanding structure, things like that. And I started creating curriculum for them about three years later, four years later. Um, and so I, I became one of their lead trainers, started creating advanced curriculum for them. And um, a good friend of mine was really urging me. He's like, dude, you need to start your own business. Like, you're doing well in trading. You can cash flow it yourself. Start your own thing. You're helping people. And I'd already helped him uh, quite a bit. And so, with a couple of nudges like that, we we launched our own thing in 20, 20, late 2018,
0: 2019. All right. Just, right
2: just in time to get one year under our belt for COVID. Yeah, Jump get... in.
0: Good timing there on that go. one.
2: <laughs> so, couple couple interesting
1: things. Part of the reason um, for those of you listening that I wanted to have Mark on here was, first of all, it's we are the make more, keep more show. Mark's definitely all about making more, and we're going to get into more of his strategies in a moment and things like that. But also, it's an intra- entrepreneurial journey. Mark, a lot of what we do on this show is talk about people who are making the leap. Dominic even talks about you know making your side hustle your main hustle. And um, even does coaching and training for guys that are trying to navigate that. But you had a real interesting jump first in 09 and then back again in 2019. Mm-hmm. So that's part of what we wanted to have on there. So let's go back to training for a moment. One of the questions we got was um, from Vertaloops. So as I understand, we are learning trades on periodic basis, but not giving to your company to do it for us. I think they can kind of, it's two different companies, Right. One's Correct. an educational company and then the other you actually can give money to them. But I think hedge fund, you got to have a lot of it.
2: it. There's criteria, right? So you, you have to be an accredited investor to do that. We're coming out with another product next year. It's more of a fiduciary type role. Uh, and there's not as many guidelines in that. So, you know, Q2 is when we're hoping to launch that particular fund. Um, but our primary business, the primary business that we've built, is where we teach and educate people to do it for themselves.
1: Okay. And then the other just grew out of the, the the one grew out of the other because there's a certain person is like, hey man, I love what you do. I don't have the time for this. I don't want to learn it. You guys do it for me. 100%. All right. Super yeah. interesting because that's also, again, in business, a lot of times you'll get a second business out of the first business. And um, you guys always have to keep your eyes open for that. Hell, that's how we ended up doing taxes years ago. That was my background, but we were doing financial advisory stuff. Enough people asked about the other, and we were like, yeah, we can do that. We'll do a better job than your other guys were doing. Did you have anything to ask him?
0: Not at the moment, but I'm so far, curious about right. these investing tips. I'm that. like that. Yeah, so, Actually, so you know what? Of- I Pause on that. One thing I would say is uh definition of an accredited, accredited investor for anybody who doesn't know. Maybe worth, worth just chatting about it because that... Is Mark, take
2: to it that away, question. man. What? It, tell, tell the yeah, people so, what uh, an accredited in investor So it falls into three categories. You only have to meet one of them. So it's a net worth of a million dollars or more, not including your primary residence. Right. Number two is if you're a single person, you have to make over two hundred thousand for two years in a row, uh, like the last two years. If you're married, it's three hundred thousand. Um, number three is you have some type of license, like a Series Six, Series Seven, Series sixty-three, Series sixty-five some type of security license that you can – you've passed a test showing you know what you know. Um, If you hit any one of those three, you're considered an accredited investor. And, Dominic, here's what that means.
1: For accredited investors, they can turn around and invest in things that normies can't. So the SEC and FINRA and those guys kind of remove some of the guardrails and figure like, hey, man, you're a big boy or girl, you know this stuff uh if you lose a bunch of money that's kind of on your head so they remove some of the protections now one of the big things we run into mark is guys will like the oil and gas guys back in the 2000s were notorious for taking grandmas and being like you're an accredited investor right and they're like oh yes i am and okay sign here right so hopefully a bunch of those guys are out now but yeah that is the guidelines of an accredited investor Okay, I did so know that, that,
0: Ron. I had to use that for my get back my Series 7 and my 24. I'm pretty sure I had to know both know those stuff. I know you know that,
1: man. I'm not saying it for you. I know I'm you teasing. know this stuff.
0: I'm just teasing.
1: So, how much weight did you put on Dominic over Thanksgiving? None. Tell the truth.
0: None. God, man. Probably, this, I, this, I think you're lying. That only child uh, insults is just its so funny. Uh, but anyway, yeah, okay. no, I didn't put any on. I've been exercising, man. Come on now
1: god knows i tried i was in london but my daughter was walking me twenty five thousand steps a day but my daughter my oldest daughter mark lives in london if she ever tells you it's five minutes away do not believe that child that means it's an add an hour to anything she says
0: there's nothing in london that's five minutes away
1: (laughs) no we hiked everywhere and it gets dark at three in the afternoon which is why i have this stupid cold but anyway um okay so back to someone who wants to learn this for themselves where, first of all, how do they find you once this is over?
2: So you can go to my link bio and my, my Instagram bio. I just put our link tree in. It's got our website in there. It's got, you know, join our mailing list for future launches, promotions, information, that kind of stuff. Um, and for you guys, what we want to do is actually create a little something different. So if they, if they're interested in more, if they want to take a sneak peek of our program or something, they can go to Neos Trading. That's N-E-O-S trading.com. And I think we have like um, an email drip campaign that will give you two free looks into what we teach in our first course.
1: All right. Brilliant. So cool. Know. So Neostrading.com or hit up, hit up Mark's link tree. You guys should be able to see it. it's Mark. Wilburn one U R N, but back to, and, and, um, Dean Lardman said, training or trading? I heard trading with a D. Is that correct?
2: NEO's trading, yes, sir. With okay. a
1: D. Perfect. All right, so back to where does someone get started? First of all, if someone's going to trade on their own, what's the amount that you recommend they get started with? What Besides,
2: with? What's that definition? So I, I have a, yeah. a step process I like to take people on. Because trading to me is more than just a financial journey a lot of traders fail because they lack the discipline and integrity to follow their own rule set, Right. And so if you're going to learn, I would rather you learn with fake money or a little bit of money than with a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. Right. So I I tell people in our first course, like start paper trading. The problem with paper trading though, is a, you know, it's Mm. fake. It's not fun. Like it's not fun to be like, oh, I just made five thousand Monopoly dollars. Yay! You know, but what people do is they they chase the money instead of chasing the skill that would bring them the money. Right. Such a great line. It's one of those things where if you can hone that skill, start paper trading, have some consistency, and then start risking a smaller amount at first. Because when, as soon as you like, there's a lot of great moments I've had in life, man. You know, like my main highlights when I proposed to my wife, I could tell you where I was at. I could tell you where my kids were born at. Right up there at the top, I can tell you where I have put in my first live trade. I had that much energy and emotion. I was that nervous with it. Like it, it's an intense emotion to actually press that button for the first time for most people. Because if it goes up, it's your fault. Like if you make money, it's your fault. If you lose money, it's your fault. Um, And so I tell people start with a little bit of money, you know, 500, whatever, whatever is a little bit for you to get the emotions involved because you need need to iron those out of you. Yeah. And the adrenaline spike and
1: all of that that goes along with that. All right. Is 500, a thousand, is that a good amount that someone could start with besides their trading?
2: Yeah. I recommend 500 bucks. Um, bucks—that's you know, I mean, what we if, wanted if to hear. hundred dollars on a trade gets you hyped up. You know, <laughs> like, you hit it and you're like, "Ooh, is it going up?" Right? <laughs> put in a hundred bucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If it's a thousand and that gets you hyped up, put in a thousand. Like, whatever's going to trigger that emotion, because you need to feel the adrenaline. Right? You need to feel that emotion in you, so that you can deal to it, not. Not push it out of you because you'll never be able to do that. Like, I mean, when, if I make a $20,000 trade, I, I still get pretty hopped up on it. You know what I'm saying? But you want to have it where it's manageable and it's not clouding your judgment.
0: Does
2: Brilliant.
1: that make sense? Yeah, 100%. By the way, there's such a good life lesson in there mm-hmm. for anything that you do which is do it in a manageable sense. And, um, but you have to kind of do it for real because if any of you guys have ever tried a paper trade before, which I have, there's just no emotion attached to it. So yeah, you can watch for a little bit, but at some point you got to get your feet in and, uh, go for it. Mr. Mike, I think that's what it is. Release dopamine and create better habits, making it enjoyable, create a good addiction. There you go. It's great. It's a great way of putting it. Um, How long does it take, um, to, by the way, we'll get to your other question in a moment here, sir. But, um, how long does it take someone, what's the ramp up period, Mark, to kind of learn this? Like how much time are they going to be spending if somebody devoted half an hour a day or an hour a day, how long is it going to be before they're going to have the basics down and be ready to kind of dive in?
2: Okay. So my first course is like 18 hours long. It's, it's big, it's meaty and it's thorough. Um, you know, people are like, oh, I can teach you how to trade in way less time. You can, but it, I found that it could be dangerous to do that, sure. just to be honest, right? Um, trading is one of these skill sets, Ron, that I, I think people look at almost like a magic ball, like a genie in a lamp, like, oh, I'm going to take a course and six weeks later make a million dollars.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> when you're talking about, like, if you want to make doctor money – it's gonna take a little bit of time, a little bit of effort, and then you're gonna to have to grow into that as well. And so depending on where that individual is at, um, it could take six months, it could take a year, two years. I tell new students like, try to commit two years to this. Like if you commit two years to this, in two years, you're probably gonna be really happy. Um, having said that I've had, like one of my favorite stories is I've got a single mom of three girls that's a trader with us and uh, her 18 months in she turned 10,000 to a hundred thousand dollars. Mm. I mean, you're talking life changing money for a single mom. Yeah. Um, You know, but she was 18 months into the journey at that point. Like she had made money, she'd lost some money, she'd learned, but when you go through that process as well it's like, okay, I'm going to, let's say I'm going to paper trade for a month. So I'm going to practice this for a month. Then I'm gonna do some smaller amount trading for, two or three months. Okay, let's call it three months. You're four months into this journey already. You have to see the end game in that. So, you know, a year to two years, realistically. And I think you can really develop a good skill set to make extra side money. Um, And then, you know, eventually, three, five years later, have enough money that it's a legit stream of income coming in.
0: Okay. So this so again, isn't not, a guaranteed overnight ahead, million dollar success. I just I was totally expecting it to be a guaranteed overnight success. That's why we had you on know the show. I mean come Dominic, on. man.
1: Dominic, if you want me to kick him off right now, I can do that Yeah, I mean because you there. know, we're all
0: about that. Like that's what we talk about in almost every show is how to make a million dollars overnight. No, but <laughs> overnight. I think you know and if I, I
1: gotta if I even have to take one month to paper trade, I'm out. I'm just
0: off. yeah, but I think it's <laughs> well, here, like, it's great. That was to my mistake. I
2: took one paper trade and I was like, I've got this. Yeah. This is easy. No. Yeah. My biggest mistake, by
1: the way, was I, the first time I traded commodities was I made like several thousand dollars on my first trade. And I literally was like, Oh, this is super easy. And then proceeded to have my butt absolutely handed to me over the next, you know, couple months. So um, how long would someone spend studying this today? Like, what what do you recommend when somebody dives into your course like, okay, they blow through the 18 hours. They've kind of got it. How long is someone going through and paper trading for that first month and then actually trading for the small amounts for the couple months? What's your recommendation there?
2: So for me, it's it's going to be a ramp-up period. Okay. Anything you do that you want to get good at, you're going to spend more time at the head start, right? Uh, it's of kind course. of the flywheel effect. It takes a lot more effort, but once you get used to it, like I can look at a chart in five seconds and tell you, like, no, I don't want to take that trade. Or, hey, that looks really good. Here's why. Um, When you're a new person learning the skill set for the first time, it's going to take you longer. I mean, you know, you might look at charts for 30, 40 minutes a night trying to find that one opportunity. All right. And which is why we give you the charts I'm looking at for the week. Like we email that out to you and be like, hey, here's our setups. Here's what we're looking for. All right. Um, What
1: is... Well, first of all, we got to take a little station break here. Just for you guys jumping on late, this is the Make More, Keep More Show. You can find all of our back episodes at makemorekeepmoreshow.com or any of your favorite podcasting services. I'm Ron Carruthers. Dominic Cummins is my co-host. And, of course, we've got Mark Wilburn today of neostrading.com. You guys can find some stuff on him. But... um And for those of you who are brand new, that we talk all about making money, keeping it, paying the least amount of taxes, anything going along with that. But um, today we're really focusing on how do you make money by trading. Mark, can you actually define what is swing trading? For anybody who has heard the term, which I think a lot of us have, but may not know exactly what that means.
2: Yeah, swing trading is another term for it is position trading where you enter a position and then you're looking to exit two, three, four weeks later, a few months later. So like it, it's kind of a time frame, Why? So like anywhere from two weeks to three months is kind of my window for swing trading. Okay. Two weeks to three months. And how is that different from D
1: trading? Is the official definition of D trading You're in and out the same day.
2: Same business day. Yep. That's the definition. So I enter a position and I exit that position the same business day.
1: All right. All right. So where does someone get started? Like when you talk about these charts and stuff, what are you actually
2: looking for? So I like, depending on my bias in the market, right? Okay. I look for what's called structure. So where I'm seeing higher highs be made in the stock chart. So it has this look of moving up pullback, making a new high and a higher low, right? So you kind of get the emoji look that you see, you know, Yep. Um, where when I see that type of structure on a daily chart, that starts to pique my interest. Okay. Right. Um, The opposite effect, if I'm, if I'm bearish on the market, meaning I think it's going to go lower, then I want to see the opposite made. I want to see a low, with lower highs and lower lows, right? So having the reverse emoji look, if you would. Um, When you're able to recognize those patterns, and I think this is, Ron, this is where a lot of people mistake trading is they think, oh, I'm not good with math. I'm not good with numbers. I'm not going to be a good trader. When really most of position trading and swing trading is pattern recognition. Learning to train your eye to see an opportunity that is... What swing trading is all about and so when you can spot those opportunities man this looks really good and then you take a position off that like net, the last couple of weeks in netflix have been really good the last couple of weeks and um i think it's chewy let me pull it up real quick i got it right here um shopify last couple of weeks and shopify is actually a beautiful example of an uptrend since essentially October 26th. So if your viewers want to go look at a stock chart on that, October 26th. Shopify, Shopify S-H-O-P. Beautiful, okay. beautiful look.
1: And is Netflix an example of a stock? I haven't looked at it. Is it a stock going up, a stock going down? What are we looking at?
2: It's going up, yeah. So essentially uh, roughly since September 14th-ish.
1: Okay, now, let me, so- let me throw a
2: disclaimer out there. I'm not telling your audience to go buy right. Shopify or Netflix. Right,
1: right, right, right. Like. <laughs> right, right. Got that. You guys all got that, right? Behave yourselves.
0: But let's take a step, so- if, if we can, take one step back from this. So you said charts, but like names like uh, Netflix and Shopify are companies that p- presumably most of the audience has heard about, especially Netflix. Shopify, I think most a good portion of the audience has heard about. Is there an element where you're kind of listening for news like shop or excuse me, uh, Netflix has been in the news a lot lately, mm-hmm. not all of it positive, which tends to drop stuff down on the, on the probably a few, and as funny enough, when you said, when it started to trend up, I was like, oh, it's kind of a little bit after all the bad news about some of the stuff that they were struggling. Right. So how much of that do you factor in? Do you listen to the news? Do you just kind of like, huh, that's interesting or. Where, where do you start to, cause there's, you know, millions of options to look at, at charts where, what triggers you to start looking at a chart, I guess is the question that I'm getting to.
2: I start, I want to make sure it's a good company. Okay. Like overall, this is a fundamentally sound company and the likelihood of them being around in the next five to 10 years is really high. Right. That's, that's my baseline starting point. I'm not a huge news follower okay. as much as I am a policy follower. And there's a difference, right? So, like, news is, oh, we didn't hit our subscribers, and so we take a hit. Okay, well, investors may look at that and say they didn't hit their subscribers this quarter, but next quarter is going to be great. Um, Policy is more like your Fed announcements of, you know, Chairman Powell comes out and says, hey, we're going to raise rates three basis points, and the market gets hammered versus this last announcement he made where he said, hey, we could pull off the gas pedal. And not have as high of interest rate hikes and the market loves it and explodes higher, right? That's a policy issue versus a, just a regular news issue. Sure. I have found that news follows price. Policy makes movement.
0: Awesome. That's a writer. Interesting.
2: All
1: right. So did you have a follow-up question about D?
0: No, I, well, it's it's interesting because you know you hear uh a lot of folks that I've known that have been into swing trading and stuff are looking for some random penny stock, you know, that nobody pink sheet there's nobody's ever heard of and, and some of that stuff. And, and, you know, I've played around with those just for fun here and there. Uh, but you know, they're, they're pretty bad. Whereas consistently the stuff that I've personally made some decent money on has always been that we like, is this a company I can see being around for a while? Like, when crypto was really starting to take off i wasn't investing like a few years ago when crypto was in the news every single day and all the stuff that was going on there i wasn't doing a ton of crypto investing i was looking for all the companies that supported crypto and created all the un- backbone behind it like crazy enough visa had a huge right. position in crypto because they need they you had to have visa's systems in order to do some of that stuff i bought a ton of uh, nvidia because everybody was using those cards for crypto mining. Like I was looking for those kind of things, but I like, but I also at the end of the day, NVIDIA makes great video cards and people love gaming and they're going to be around for a long time. So that was kind of my, and so it's kind of interesting to hear you say that, like, cause a lot of the guys I've heard playing around in this, which sort of detracted it for me is like, yeah, I don't want to play around with all these companies I've never heard of, have no idea. There's some obscure weed growing company or what, you know, like that's, I want to look for companies (laughs) that are going to be around for a few years, which it's kind of interesting to hear you say that.
2: No, like, you know, the, the penny stocks kick people like it because it's cheap and you can leverage up. Sure. Right. And so that's, that's the appeal there, but it's, it's a, Hey, I want to turn this money quickly instead of, I want to turn this money consistently. I'm not interested in, I don't want a trade to make me or break me. (laughs) Right. I'm looking for the consistency over time and then compounding those returns, which is one of the reasons I love what you guys do and teach. Um, on the podcast, but also what you post, like your content's so good as far as like, hey, here's how you make this tax def- tax free account. Okay, great. Grow that tax free, man. If you can, if you can have a skill set to make 10, 15, 20% a year tax free and you compound that over 10 years, what's that do for you? And so I would rather have a company that I could follow like NVIDIA. Um you know, Square was another one that got big into the crypto space like you were talking about and um, Riot, some of these other guys. But, you know, find something like that that's going to be around a little bit. Learn a skill set that can help you with it. And then you start to maximize those compounded returns. That's, that's a recipe for some powerful success right there.
1: Yeah, and let me just throw something at you guys from a tax standpoint. I'm about to post a bunch of my year-end tax tips that I do pretty much every year. Hey, here's, you know, 15 things you can do between now and the end of the year to save money on taxes. Cause we're all about that. And I don't know if you guys saw the news, the government lost at the Pentagon, $2.2 trillion. So they just can't account for it. Like, oopsies are bad. No, sorry guys. Meanwhile, this is the year that if you got $600 on Venmo, they're going to come back to, you know, that you're going to get a 1099 for it. They want to know where it went. So, um, All you can do is point and laugh and protect yourself. But there's two really powerful things here. Number one is you guys know if you've ever listened to the show before, we both advocate for having some sort of side hustle. Dominic, from the standpoint of, hey, man, you can take he knows a lot of high-powered executives that hate showing up at work every day. Actually, we both do that hate their lives but need several hundred thousand dollars a year to fund their lifestyle. So he helps them leverage up. Um, I turn around and love side hustles from the standpoint of the tax benefits, because now you open up an entire universe of things that you can write off. And if you are looking to do something, trading active trading counts as a business. So there's a lot, So it's like paying your kids, those sorts of things. So keep that in mind. If you're like, man, I just have no idea what sort of side hustle I need to do. Go look at neostrading.com and check out and see if this is the one you're looking for. By the same token, what I would encourage anyone to do if they pursue this and start getting good at it is also make sure that you have a brokerage account for current cash flow needs that you're trading in. But as you get good, you damn sure better be opening up a Roth IRA account and training inside that as well, because now you're creating tax free capital for your future as well. So that's my little tax rant for the day. Um, and uh, quiet on here. Dominic's lucky I'm being nice to him and letting him talk today. Normally, he says nothing. That's true. Dominic, what else do you want to know about this stuff? What do you want to ask and if not i got
0: more questions well i think i I mean depending on when we want to get into it is i think we always get questions on this show of what should i be doing right now um and what are some things that i should be paying attention to right now so presumably they've purchased your course they've gone through it they've got a little bit of cash i'd love to get into some like what's working right now what are you liking what are you what are you seeing obviously we'll put the disclaimer on it ahead of time that this is uh (laughs) you know, not a, not investment advice per se, as much as just some, some few guys just sitting here chit chatting about what's working for them. Before we do that, Mark, can I interrupt with a question that I have first? So you
1: mentioned a specific pattern of getting started. Like, this is what you're looking for. Kind of the emoji uptrend or the emoji Mm downtrend or whatever. Here's a question I have. How do you know when to get out? Your comment was, hey, two weeks to, I think, uh, four months or three or four months, what makes you determine if there's a specific pattern, what makes you actually get in and then what makes you actually get out? And guys, I'm going to tell you right up front, we're asking him. He's going to be nice and answer the question, but y'all be careful. Don't rush out and do this. There obviously is more to this than, than just that. Go check out some of their trainings and stuff. But Mark, how would you answer that? What are you specifically looking for to get in? What are you looking for to get out? And then I would love to hear the question about
2: what do you like right now. Very good. So, um, getting out is the the tricky part for most people, right? Because they you get into a good trade and let me, let me give you a horror story. I have a friend who bought Shopify pre-split at sixty bucks. It went to like fifteen hundred, <laughs> and they've held it. They've rode it all the way back down to where it is now. <laughs> and you're I mean you're talking. 80% loss of potential profits. So, um, learning where to get out is the key. And so I like to use a conservative exit of my previous high. That's like an easy conservative exit. It's, it's kind of the low hanging fruit of the uptrend, but by definition it going it should by definition make a higher high. And so there's these things called Fibonacci's that you can use a Fibonacci target. You can use a previous weekly level, um, and in our training and education, we teach you how to recognize all that. But if, if if you were to say, Mark, I want to know right now, where could I get out once I get into this thing? A previous high. The, the, okay. the previous high. So like if this is my move up and here's my high, there's my pullback. I enter here. I'm going to get out right here. Like same level, just on the move back up. Now, what, what if it keeps going? That's always the question, right? And so that's why you have what I call more aggressive targets. So that's you know a little bit higher hanging fruit that you can go and pick. And so and it it works out. It works out. And so as you as you progress, as you learn the skill set, um, I like to look at you know weekly targets, quarterly levels, things like that, that typically act as magnets for price to move into.
1: Thanks. Okay, so great answer. Great answer. Um, now you can go back to Dominic's question, is there anything in particular that you love right now? But really, you're not buying and holding, so it might just be more chart-based, or how would you answer that? Yeah.
2: It is more chart-based, but it's also more I like to look at bigger economic news. And so as soon like as soon as the war in the Ukraine popped off, right? One of the things I looked at is like, okay, what is Ukraine's main exports? What could this impact globally? and have a big effect on, and that was oil, wheat, corn, those types of resources. And so those were actually great opportunities to look at back then. And so I'm not saying that right now. What I'm looking at right now, Dominic, is what is leading the market higher? What are some companies that have already seemed to have found a bottom, and they are starting to trend up? Just in case we're at a bottom, I'm not saying that we're at a bottom here in the markets by any means, but I'm looking for something that's already started that bullish higher high, higher low pattern like a Shopify. Um, You know, I've I've told our team really since about the earnings report on uh, Netflix for 810. Hey, let's be watching for a move from here up into 330 that to fill this big earnings gap that it had, right? So that, you know, we've we've been entering this around 260, 280, and we're sitting about 322 right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so that's been that's been a really nice winter for us. Shopify is very similar on this. Um, I like to look at companies personally that have change potential as well. Like what what's something that everyone has and loves regardless of what's going on in the economy? Pets right? So I think Chewy.com is something to keep an eye on. I'm not saying, I'm not saying go buy Chewy right now, right. but I think that's a good one to keep an eye on because in this society, people still love their, I mean, how many dog moms and dads have you seen post? And like, it's going to get worse at Christmas, putting outfits on your animals, right? There you go, yeah, right yeah. there. He's a dog dad. Yeah. My wife, my wife's been
1: by, I don't know if any of you guys know who uh, patula Palm is. It's a dog that, um, I think the parents or a couple of educators mark and so they bring her to school and she's got hundreds of outfits my wife sits late at night and buys the outfits when they go on sale so this poor dog sorry kid she's got dresses for and all kinds of stuff yeah it's ir- it's irrational and,
2: and so ir- something in that space makes sense right and that that's kind of what we're looking at um hey i did want to clarify something you asked me earlier um, our primary website is neoscdg.com. The oh, okay. Neos, the Neos trading, um, my wife came and gave me a note. She's like, you gave them the wrong thing. So Mark, I was going to give you a sneak peek of our first course, which if they'll just email me, I'll send them the information. That's probably the easiest way to do it. But if you want to go to our, okay. our legit website, it's neos neoscdg.com.
0: Okay. Our wives keeping us, uh, keeping us honest, man. That's what, that's that's what they do.
2: She is the greatest gift Yeah, and headache. I'm kidding. He's smart since he was, since he was talking
1: about that other girl earlier. He's smart to bring that up. You're, (laughs) you're smart, man. Mark, We, we admire your wisdom. All right, man. So let me tell you a story here. We had somebody reach out and, uh, they lost several hundred thousands of dollars trading Um, and speaking of wives, this person had not shared with their significant other, this, uh, sort of loss so far. Now they're in a pretty good situation. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but, um, you can see the end of the world from there. How does someone, how does someone get themselves into that sort of trouble in the first place? And how do they better, how do they prevent that? So talk to us about that. Because I think we've all heard some horror story like that. Like,
2: yeah, man, it all went bad. and Right. Um, Most people get into trouble when they think they're right all the time. (laughs) Okay. And so, like, the trading trading game is being okay with the unexpected. It's like planning for the unexpected. And people are like, well, how can you do that? Well, there's only so many ways a stock can move, right? And so, always asking yourself, what if I'm wrong? in this scenario where is my risk at and then having the integrity to get out of your trade rather than doubling down because the issue is people will double down But no i'm right this is this is a great stock right or maybe they're hearing the news on it like dominic said and something popped out like about uh taiwan where all these chips are manufactured like hey the issue was between taiwan and china are getting better so we should you know we should be buying more chips and it's not working and it's not working. I'll be honest with you. The the perfect example of this on a large scale basis is Kathy Wood. She's a phenomenal investor during 2020. If you don't know who Kathy Wood is, she runs the ARC fund. I like Kathy. I think she's a brilliant woman. I just think she doubled down on her opinion too much. And her fund went from being up hundreds of percentages to negative over the last two years. Mm. Um, Because she refused to acknowledge like, yeah, this could be a good company. But if that company's dropped 50%, what's your end goal? Do you want to make money or be right? Right. And 20 years from now, she could be the richest person on the planet for all we know. But in the interim, if I know in our fund, if our investors see us lose 300% of profits, they're probably not going to be happy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like my goal is to make money for people, not be right in my assessment of it. And so a lot of people get in trouble because they want to be right and they're not willing to accept it when they're not right. So they double down, they double down, they double down and you end up losing way more than you bargained for. And then this is what happens. They say, oh, I can't lose this much. I can't lose this much. I can't lose this much. Then the threshold of pain gets so high. Mm. That's when they get out right and they, they end up taking a bigger loss than needed. So um, Mark Minervy, who's a brilliant stock trader, he has a great quote. he says the first last or the first loss is always the easiest. <laughs> meaning take that initial loss of five percent, six percent and don't let it compound to 12, fifteen, 30, eighty.
1: Something really interesting about that is um first of all you mentioned kathy wood for any of you guys that are older that would be um i think it was helen young hayes does that name ring a bell with any of you guys dominic you were in the business at that time she was the it girl at janice oh in 97 98 99 yeah was it helen young hayes i think that was who i'm pretty sure that's the name
0: but i do remember the janice thing had the lady but that name doesn't but let me i'll look it up
1: yeah i think it was helen young hayes um Asian girl, Mark, same thing.
0: Yeah, Janice worldwide and Janice 99. overseas. Yep.
1: Yeah, she was the head of a couple of Janice's funds and she could literally do no wrong, face yep. on the you know, cover of all the magazines. And then 2000 hit and she had no idea what she was doing and just absolutely imploded. So, um, interestingly enough, have you ever read any of Investors Business Daily or Bill O'Neill stuff, Mark?
2: Yeah, I like I like Bill O'Neill. I like his yes. stuff. The Investors Daily is actually a great starting point for people. It's a really
1: good publication. But um one of the interesting things that um they've always preached for trading, which is something for all of you guys to remember and it applies to pretty much anything in life is take small losses because for instance, if you take I think they recommend if you ever are off eight percent from your initial trade, you're out. Regardless of what's happening, you're done. And they're like, you can do that three times and you still haven't hit the equivalent of one twenty-five percent loss, which really sets you back. So, yeah. and Dominic, a wise American once said, you got to know when to hold them. And you got to know when to fold when them. To fold and them. You got to know when to walk away, and you got to know when
0: to run. Well, you know, and it's interesting you mentioned uh, that because
1: I've, I've been dying to say that for the last forty-five minutes on this call, and you finally got it in.
0: I, I, it's I interesting too because you you think about that like there. I did I did a topic on this when I was still running my mastermind sometime back. I did a topic on this that there is no such thing as pot committed, and there's a, there's a kind of a concept like in poker that oh I'm pot committed. I got to stay in. No, you don't. You can actually fold and get out. And I think this is where you're coming back to what you said sort of at the the outset was the idea of like, you got to, the, the biggest mistake people make is not following their own rules or however you, you said a little bit better than that. But like, but like that, that's the thing is you've got to set those, those boundaries. And And I love what you said of like, you can, you can be right or you can make money. And those two don't necessarily always go together, right? And so, so that's that you're not pot committed. You don't have to double down. You could just get out, and move on to the next one, and 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 maybe you are right, but maybe you're not right right now, right? Maybe that company will come, but you don't. You can't like what you said. I thought that was great where you said earlier, like. Yeah, you've written it down and now you got to come up 300% for you to be able to go. Well, okay, I made a mistake. I bought Carnival too early, right? So, I let me write it down. Let me not write it down. Let me just sell out, make a little bit, lose a little bit of money, no big deal. And then when it does bottom out sure enough, maybe I can ride it back up. And now I've missed all that middle gap, and I only really need 10% to to regain my my capital um i'm only saying carnival because that was an actual one that i rode way too long that's what you did but i forgot about it like i just honestly forgot that i had it and i was like oh shoot i meant to trade that (laughs) whatever so but you know i mean it's such a small little position of whatever that i don't really care all that much but but the point being is if it's really into something that you care about then then you know you you got to it's such a great point about this discipline and they know when to hold them and know when to fold them i mean good old was it kenny rogers right so i mean that's it's great it's great advice right it
2: really is it really is uh let me tell you a horror story about that dom so
0: Brilliant. i have
2: a family we want. that in 2020 in january 2020 we were talking you know they had seen what I'd created and done. And they're like, hey, I've got this stock and I've got a lot in it, but it's a dividend paying stock. And I think a lot of people get trapped in dividend paying stocks, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. um, they're like, oh, I'm getting this great dividend. Well, that doesn't matter if the stock drops 30%. Right. Like that dividend's not going to cover 30%. And in January of 2020, no lie, I call them and I'm like, look, this stock's not performing very well. Like you've been pretty much flat for the last year and a half let's pull some money out of it and put it into something that's that's popping there's this new company called zoom communications i think they're going to do well let's check it out okay okay they never did it and synovus dropped from like 40 bucks to 15 zoom went from 60 to 600 right now if you go look at it if you go look at synovus today it's around 43 bucks <laughs> right but even if they would have pulled out at 40 and then re-entered, they lose all that middle like you're talking about and then you make it on the way back up, right? Like you have your money working for you. Right. And that's, that unfortunately is the buy and hold 401k trap that a lot of people right. get stuck in. You know, you have this beautiful run up from 2000 to 08 and then it drops. And then you have this beautiful run up and then it drops. What if you can just have enough information to avoid the drop? Like what does that do to your net worth? And by the way, that's what, the big institutions do because they're playing with your money anyway. Like if you look at the Fed, I think it's hilarious that in November of last year, they came out and they were like, oh, we have a conflict of interests. We're going to pull all of our money out of the markets now. And then what's happened since November? Right. You're down 30%, you know, and most, you know, 20 something percent now in the S&P. So that, that's what these guys do. And it's just educating people and yourself to do it the same way. Sure.
1: What should we, Mark, what should we have asked you? We got a few minutes to go here. What should we have asked you about that we didn't
2: ask? I'd probably say what it takes to actually do it.
1: Okay. Mark,
2: <laughs> what does it take to
1: actually do this?
0: <laughs> You know, Ron, that is a brilliant question. I'm so glad you asked that. I thought so. Yeah, I'm glad you came up with that and asked it. <laughs> That's,
2: your mind is just amazing. It um, is. It's a steel trap. Like a steel trap, baby. <laughs> <laughs> To me, it's the commitment and integrity to follow your plan. Like, if if you have that integrity to keep your word, hmm. then I believe you can make trading a legitimate side hustle, a legitimate business even. Um but, I mean, that goes back to what you guys talk about all the time on the show, right? Do what you say you're going to do, promise to your client, and then deliver it, right? Like, make these deliverables to your clients <clears throat> and then do what you tell them you're going to do. It's the same way. It's just to yourself. And oftentimes, I think we shortcut our word to ourself because we're the one holding ourselves accountable. So in stock trading, it's really easy to have the blame game of like, oh, you know, Trump made this comment. And he's just a spit fireball and it's, he impacts the market this way. Or Joe Biden made this comment or passed this policy. And he did like there's always a reason for you not to take responsibility. But taking that personal responsibility is the greatest thing someone can do to succeed in this. Truly. And so if it's uh, I'm going to get out at this this price point, and it hits it, and then you get out, and it goes another ten dollars. Great, you made your money. Right. And so it's dealing with that FOMO, of uh, you know fear of missing out. Of you know, well, man, I missed out on this. Great. Well, if you have the skill set, there will be another opportunity tomorrow, right. or the next day, or week. And so, like one of my sayings is, "Fear in the markets." Is not, or you know, acting out of fear in the markets is not having confidence in your system to provide an opportunity tomorrow.
0: Interesting,
1: that's a great it. way to look at it. Such a great way to look at well,
0: it. And when you're chasing right. like that all the time, too, I think it goes back. To Ron, when he asked, he's like, "Is there anybody who is?" It's working for them and they're making money and and they enjoy it i was like that third one's the killer right so i think that a lot of people with like day trading or swing trading or or you know old-fashioned buy and hold a lot of what happens is the the third one gets impacted by the fact that you're always chasing and if you're sitting there going like oh man i missed out on what was that one recently The like the theater whatever it was that went like just absolutely bananas you know a few months ago or a year ago or whatever that was like those types of things were there i heard somebody was talking to me and he was like oh man i made so much he goes but if i just held it a little bit longer i would have made another oh 50000 i'm yeah. like you just told me you made like 150000 shut up shut the hell up like yeah, wh- and he was like up. god exactly. it's a good point and that but that <laughs> and he's a great guy but like that mindset is If you're, if you're like thinking about what you missed out on and not focusing on what you already gained on it, then you are going to lose that love of this and you're not going to, and then pretty soon it's going to change your mind, I would assume to say, okay, you know what? Last time I didn't, I didn't make as much as I could. So let me hold it a little bit longer. And then you get crushed. That happens yep. a few times and you're like, I freaking hate this and not, but I got to do it. Cause this is my, I quit my job. <laughs> like, you know, like, and now it becomes this really overarching stressful thing. And I think again, going back to what we talk about all the time on this show is yeah. Stay committed, stay what, you know, uh, stay, stay true to what you're, you're saying you're going to do, like be that person and, and have some discipline around it, make smart decisions. You're going to, you're not going to win all of them, but then also, have some counselors, which kind of goes back to like, you guys have that as a, you're, you're out there being counselors for people. And I'm sure they can find you and, and have you as maybe not do the trading for them per se, but like as a counselor out there, have somebody around you that's making those smart decisions. Listen to what the experts say. Um, you know, it's just, it's good. Like all the wealthy people have good advisors to go with it.
2: Well, how many times in business, like just your business, do you leave money on the table?
0: No, no all the time all
2: All the time right (laughs) and so why are we trying to do we're okay with that in regular business right like maybe if i'd have prospected or ran that ad a little bit more or done this i could have gotten a little bit more client right man you made your money like what you told what you told your friend was perfect advice like you made your money go do it again somewhere and so the fear of not is their lack of confidence in their own abilities. That's all that is. Yeah. And so when you're confident in your ability, yeah, man, take the day off. Go do, go play golf. Go do whatever, whatever floats your boat. I hate golf. Well, like, you know, I'll drink with
1: you, but go <laughs> do whatever you think you
2: want to do. Oh, Dominic's going to, if Dominic could
1: kick you off the show right now. No, that's not true. Mark, he would kick you right (laughs) off. Because the
0: first comment was, was like, all right. And then the second comment is I'll go have a drink with you. And I'm like, what do you think we do when we're golfing? Come on, man. Yeah, Like, it's really not about the golf. We all suck at it. It's usually, it's just four hours of drinking with friends.
1: Dominic, the greatest line I ever heard was I was listening to an old Dan Kennedy, um, like, seminar. And he was talking about how the whole reason golf got invented was four guys wanted to go out and drink and their wives wouldn't let them, you know, just sit at the pub all afternoon. So instead they're like,
0: Do we lose, is that me or do we lose Ron's video? No, I lost it. My wife just, oh, there we go. My
1: wife just yeah, I'm back. My wife decided to call in the middle of this. And even though I have the work thing up because it's my wife, um, which I will discuss with her later. Um, anyway, <laughs>
0: Uh, she might have called again. <laughs> well, it is fun to watch Ron's mouth move and nothing happen. <laughs> it, is it is, it's awesome. This is what he gets for never letting me talk is that now we can't hear him talk. So, this is, this is the fun yeah, part. Yeah. Well,
1: my wife keeps calling. So, something must be going on. So, we're going to wrap this real quick yeah. here. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Mark.Wilburn1. Go to his link tree or go to Neos. Uh, where are the initials here? cdg right n-e-o-s cdg.com to find you and um we will go from there mark thank you so much for joining i'll go find out what's going on over here all right guys thanks mark we will do it again i think we're doing our last show this season next friday Dominic. so mark thank you so much we'll have you on again um if you if you don't mind next season and you can tell us how the hedge fund's going and how what what people need to know about that and give us some harrowing tales about that getting off the ground Thank you guys for
2: having me. It's a pleasure. Awesome. Thank right. you for the content post. Well, thank you. <laughs> Glad to do it, man. Glad to do it. All right, we'll chat again soon. Take care. See you guys. Yes.